Welcome to the Classic City Church Podcast. At C3, we exist to help people pattern their lives after Jesus. This message was first given as part of our teaching series at C3. Awesome. My name is Pastor John. It's great to be worshiping with you guys today. So over the next three weeks, we started a three-week series called a Vision Sunday. And uh, last week, we looked at the vision of the church. This week, we're going to talk about the mission of the church. So last week was very blue sky. We talked about how we want to leave a legacy of leaders for Christ. So all you blue sky thinkers, you probably love that one. Today, we're going to talk about the details about how we're going to accomplish a great vision. You've got to have a game plan. So we're going to talk about the details uh, in the mission. And then next week is uh, every year we're going to rededicate our time, our talents, and our treasures before God. And we call that Giving Sunday. And then after that, we can go back to the Gospel of Mark because we're only halfway. And we can get back to the long, deep um, challenge of going through the gospel of Mark. So I'm excited for that. And if you missed one of the Sundays, if you missed last Sunday, uh, I really encourage you. We've got a podcast. Uh, if you go to our social media page or if you go to any platform where you listen to podcasts, you can find it on there. Uh, I really encourage you to go back uh, to listen to the vision of the church and uh, just get a little bit about uh, what we're about as a community, what we're aiming for, what is the ultimate goal. So this is Mission Sunday, and I'm going to start off by reading um, Acts 1, verses 6 to 11. So you can turn to your Bibles, you can follow along on the screen, or you can get the Bible up on your phone. Starting at verse 6, Jesus gathers his remaining 11 disciples. This is after the resurrection. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord... Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up, Before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. We live in what's called the age of distraction and hurry. I don't know about you, but I feel as every um, year moves on, I feel like my life gets busier and busier. Our calendars get fuller and fuller. As a nation, we have infinity at our fingertips. Uh, For you uh, who are probably older than the age of 25, you can remember there was a time when you had dial-up internet. 
you had to actually wait for a page to load. I know that might be some, hard for some of you uh, to, to realize. Uh, there was a time when there was no internet. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, come, that are, are really, really good uh, about technology and convenience in our life. But I think one of the temptations is that we live in a time where we are trying to do and be everything. And really we need what is called divine focus in our lives. And that's what I've called today, today's message, is that it is impossible for you to do everything in your life. It is just simply, I hate to be a deal breaker, if you want to be successful for your life, you are going to have to pick and choose. And most people can only ever do, if you want to do things really great in your life, you're going to probably have to do things like pick one or two or three things to really to focus on. We call those things priorities. Corey Ten Boom once said, if the devil can't make you bad, he will make you busy. And if you want an average life, my advice is that you should just try everything and do everything. But if you want an extraordinary life, choose the things that give the most life into, into your life that, and concentrate on those things. Go deep with those things. And to me, the greatest thing that you can do is your relationship with God. That should be the number one priority is just continuing to develop that ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ. Tony Robbins talks about priorities this way. He says, most people have no idea of the giant capacity we can immediately command when we, can when we focus all our resources on mastering one single area of our lives. James Clear, who is the author of Atomic Habits, which is a New York Times bestseller. It is a fantastic book. Uh, he says this, highly focused people do not leave their options open. They select their priorities and they are comfortable ignoring the rest. If you commit to nothing, you'll be distracted by everything. Pastor Craig Grishel, who leads the largest church network probably in the United States, uh, Life Church, he calls this divine focus. That you need to have divine focus uh, in your life. You need to have divine focus uh, in your church. Uh, last week I talked about uh, my former mentor uh, and pastor Mick Woodhead called this FDM, focus plus discipline equals momentum. He'd be, very, he'd be smiling if he heard me say that this morning. In Acts 1, the resurrected Jesus is there before his 11 remaining disciples. Jesus has spent three years with these guys. He has told them what he's about, what his mission is about. He told them three times about his death and his resurrection. These guys didn't really get it. It gives me a lot of hope for my own life, right? <laughs> They're standing before the risen Jesus, and they ask him this question in verse 6. They say, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus had 
repeatedly talked about a different kind of kingdom that, that he was going to bring. Um, the, the people of Israel at that time, they were looking for the Messiah King to restore their country, that they were under Roman rule and oppression. They had gone through uh, several exiles as a nation, <coughs> and they were looking for that great King David-like king who would make Israel great again, drive out the oppressors, and restore it just the way it used to be in the glory days, the good old days. At this point, if I was Jesus, I would have put my head into my palm and said, could I find some new disciples? Is there anybody else who will get this? The disciples didn't quite have the priorities that Jesus had at that time. And this is a big deal because Jesus is about ready to leave the world. The physical Jesus is about ready to leave this, the world at this point. And the disciples still don't get it. They're, they don't have the priorities. They don't understand. They're distracted. Uh, they have their own uh, uh, priorities, their own uh, kind of mindset in what they want rather than what Jesus has been teaching them and telling them. But Jesus redirects their attention. This is what he says in the next verse. He says, it's not, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. And then he says this in verse 8. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The restoration of the kingdom is not for you to know, like, this is the Father, right? And, and you know, this, it's, it's for him to know alone. And I love how the, the rest of the passage, it talks about how after he even ascends, after he even gives them these instructions, they're like just staring up at the clouds like, what do we do now? This is what people did back then. This is in ancient days before they had iPhones. Nowadays, people would just be staring at their iPhones, right? So they're up there just, and the angels, they're standing in white, are like, hey, guys, he's not, get on with it. Get on with it. He's not here anymore. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. What's really interesting is that when the Holy Spirit does come on the disciples, these very confused, uh, very distracted disciples actually go and do what Jesus did. They go from being kind of scattered in their thoughts to being highly focused, and they start to reach, uh, they start to doing exactly what uh, Jesus did. So they start on Jerusalem, they move to Judea, they move to Samaria, and then they move out into Gentile territory to the ends of the earth. The Gentile territory is anybody who was not Jewish. So the word of God spreads. And the word power actually comes from the word that where we get the word dynamite. Dynamus is, the, is kind of the, the Greek word, or I, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Um, it, it's the same word that you will get power, and it's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that lives in us today. That it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be Jesus's witnesses. But what does it mean to be a witness? 
Well, in ancient days, what a witness was called to do is when a, a, there was a new king, they were a herald, right? They would go into the, uh, the country and they would say, there is a new king. There is good news that there is a new king because every time there wasn't a king, the alternative was chaos. So in the Roman Empire, when one Roman emperor would die and there was a new uh, Roman emperor, what would they would do is they would go throughout the whole country and said, there is good news. Nero is, is the emperor. Nero is king. Now, that was not good news for Christians because Nero was a very evil person. But the disciples go through the known nations and they do exactly the same thing. That not only that Jesus is, he's not just going to be the, the king of Israel, that he is going to be king of the universe. He is going to be king of the world that through his death and resurrection, there can be forgiveness and there can be salvation. And this is what Jesus calls us to do. That though we might have our different gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us, we are all called to be his witnesses, to share the message of Jesus Uh, into people's lives. We're called to be his representatives. The apostle Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians 5. He says this, and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. That's another way of calling us a herald, that we're Christ's ambassadors. What do do ambassadors do in other countries? Well, they represent our government. They represent our president. They speak on behalf of our country. What do we do as we go out of the four walls of this church? We represent God. God to Auburn, DeKalb County, and Northeast Indiana, that we're called to be witnesses for Jesus. And the truth is that we all have people that we can share the message of Jesus with, that we know that 60% of Northeast Indiana does not have currently a church home. Now, just alone in DeKalb County, that's 26,000 plus people. That our church exists for 26,000 reasons, right? To reach the next person, and to reach the next person, and to reach the next person for Jesus. Because we know that Jesus is the only way for the forgiveness of sins. He's the only way for salvation, for life and life to the full in in Jesus now and for eternity. The Bible tells us the only way to the Father is through the Son. And if we really believe that, then we have to get the message out of this wall, out of these walls. And though Classic City Church is new, we are in probably toddler stage right now, if you're tracking baby years, we're, we're in that toddler stage, right? We're starting to get our legs. We know that this church is growing. We know that this church is going to make it. But we're called to grow into maturity. We've got to get the message out of these walls. 
And I'm calling each and every person, a part of Classic City Church and part of St. Mark's, to reach one person minimum. Now, if you want to reach 10, if you want to be, reach 20 people for Jesus, you go for it. You absolutely go for it. But I want to challenge each and every person here this morning to reach one person for Jesus. I want to hold us accountable, okay? I want us to be outward focused. Now, it's awesome. I love you guys all so, so much. But I don't want to stay just a church of 60, 70, sometimes 80 here on a Sunday. I want to see us make a huge dent in the unchurched population of Auburn, DeKalb, and Northeast Indiana. I want us to be able to reach people, to pray for them, to invite them, and bring them into a relationship with Jesus. And that's what I'm calling you all to do. To, to each find somebody that you can pray for, somebody that you can invite, and somebody you can bring. You can bring them to Alpha. Uh, if you haven't done Alpha, do Alpha. Alpha, still join us on this Thursday night. Alpha was awesome on Thursday, and we'd love for you to join us. If you would still like to bring somebody to Alpha, by all means, bring them to Alpha. Alpha is the best tool under the sun that I have seen to help people to start and to grow in a relationship with Jesus. It's a great way to, for people to make friends and to find a place of home, what they call home in the church. Another option is your connect group. If they're not ready to come to church yet, your connect group is a great place to bring somebody who's on church. Because sometimes it's really hard to step inside of the four walls of the church and to do worship and all of these things. Like what is going on in all of this space? Like sometimes the best thing isn't actually for them to come to church first, but the, the first place they might go is just doing something with your connect group, whether it's in a home, whether it's in a coffee shop, whether it's out in the community. You might want to bring them into your connect group. And the other thing is to bring them to a Sunday worship experience. And you're going to have to trust the Holy Spirit. What is the right thing to bring this person to first? You're just going to have to ask the Lord. You're going to have to figure out how open is this person? How much of a, what we call a person of peace is this person? Would they fit best in Alpha? I don't really care how they come to church. I don't really care how they get Jesus into their life. And I, I'm really under the understanding that there might be some people who go to your connect group that maybe will never come into a worship service. But I think we need to do everything that we can to help bring the good news of Jesus into people's life. As long as they are connecting with Jesus, that's what we want. We want people to find that they have a Savior who loves them, that gave his very life for them on the cross. So on a particular Sunday, let me paint you a picture. Between here and St. Mark's, and I took a very low number, average. We are averaging about 100 people between St. Mark's and Classic City Church. That is a very, very low number. Sometimes we have about 130. But if each one of us just reached one person, we would have 200 people. So a kind of a motto, maybe a, uh, a saying that I'm going to say over and over and over again this year is each one to reach one. One plus one equals 200. Can you guys say that with me? Each one to reach one, one plus one equals 200. I just, I just feel convicted by 
God on this is that if we could get 200 people in our community, not only would that give us incredible momentum uh, to leave a legacy of leaders for Jesus and that we could do so much more good as a church, but it would be so exciting to see new people coming into a relationship with God. Now, don't get me wrong. We are not here to build our own kingdom. Honestly, a big church um, just sounds like a heavier crown to carry, to, to a, a bigger cross to carry, right? The, the bigger the church, the bigger the responsibility. And I'm not really interested in just having a big church for the sake of big church. What, I'm, what we're here for is to reaching lost people. But each person really matters to Jesus, that he gave his life for the 60% of people in Northeast Indiana that don't have a church home currently. Our vision, again, is to leave a legacy of leaders for Christ. And I just feel as if we could get to 200, we would start building that firm legacy for the next generation and the next generation after that. So I'm calling our church into um, discipline, to being highly focused. So no, we're not going to do a lot other than alpha uh, connect groups and Sunday services. Because if we try to do everything, we're going to spread everybody way too thin and we're not going to do the good things that I feel like God is really calling us to as a community. So a lot of people ask me, well, are the videos the same on Alpha? And I, I said, yeah, yeah, they're the same. A lot of people have been asking me about it. If you have been through it, the idea is then that you bring other people to Alpha. I mean, I love Alpha, but I've seen the videos probably like 25 times, and I could almost like tell you what Nikki Gumbel says. And I mean, to be honest, like I still get something out of it. I, it's still, uh, I goes deeper in my faith. I still get something really great out of it, or God reminds me of something that I forgot. Um, and, and, and I get something out of it every time, but I don't need to watch those videos 25 times in a row. We do it to reach the next person, and the next person after that, and the next person after that. One plus one equals 200. Each one to reach one. Our mission statement here is that we help people to pattern their lives after Jesus. One by one, to be with Jesus, to be like Jesus, and then do what Jesus did. That we want to help people to start and to grow in that relationship with him. But the key ingredient to all of this is the Holy Spirit. If we do not have the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit, we will be distracted by everything else. Our priorities become very different. We might get more distracted in what the world wants us to be rather than what God wants us to be. But when the dynamite power of the Holy Spirit really catches your heart on fire, you will gain a passion in a heart for lost people. And with abundance of the Holy Spirit, this church will be on fire and the message of Jesus will just continue to spread and to spread. If you wonder why I say come Holy Spirit a lot, it's because we really need the Holy Spirit in our lives because we will fall flat on our faces without a the new obedience that God calls us to is impossible without the Holy Spirit. God can and use sinners like me and you, but only with the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Otherwise, like the disciples, we might be staring up at the clouds. Christ gave his life for you. Jesus is the only way for the forgiveness of sins, the, or the reconciliation between God and with others, and he is the only way to eternal life. But you have to decide, are you going to be a witness, a herald, an ambassador for Christ? Each one to reach one. One plus one equals 200. Will you join me in calling Northeast Indiana back to a relationship with Jesus? As the Apostle Paul puts it in that 2 Corinthians again, when we speak for Christ, we plead, come back to God. Well, in a moment, we're going to take communion as a church family. And um, just before we respond to the message today, I just want to take our, a moment to get our hearts right before God. Um, we're going to take a time of just uh, to silently have a time of confession. The Bible says if we say we have no sins, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let's take a moment to just silently confess anything that was wrong in our own hearts or in our own lives. Let's just take a moment uh, just to say sorry to God and just to receive his wonderful forgiveness.